His little filling. Huh? His filling. I don't think so, no. I don't think so. Oh, look at Charlie. He Hello and welcome to Man Marking. Today is Friday the 13th of August. Unlucky for some, but not for us. Today it's the Premier League Predictions Show. The greatest league in the world, the richest league in the world, makes its bow this evening as Arsenal visit the classically named Brentford Community Stadium. To play none other than Brentford FC, the Bees face the Gunners in Brentford's first top flight game for 74 years. 74? To Mecca. That, by the way. Is it a Mecca? Mecca. It's a pro Evo Mecca. No, it used to be a Mecca bingo and then they changed it into the Brentford Community Stadium. Good local knowledge from Ryan. (laughs) A very warm welcome to you, the listener. Thank you very much for joining us. The voice you just heard was that of Ryan Pulford, and I am obviously joined by my two mates, my two boys. We form the most dynamic attacking trio in European football. No other attacking trios come to mind really well you said world football on this uh, running order so how's it been narrowed down to European alright well who's playing up front for fucking Gremio I've no idea exactly so <laughs> fucking shut up um, <laughs> hi lads you alright so aggressive <laughs> sorry about that are you okay boys yeah I'm good um, <laughs> <laughs> you're worried about saying anything now so I'm fucking <laughs> shut up <laughs> big Phil's there gaffer who Gremios. Oh, big Phil Scolari. Yeah. Oh, Still I going thought you meant Phil Mitchell. <laughs> right, you get in the right back position. <laughs> right, you play left back. Right, and then and then I'll be down to Queen Vic. Yeah, it's exactly like he sounds. Um, and you've been suffering this week from an affliction. Oh, yeah, massively. Yeah, and, uh, I don't think you, anyone needs to hear about it. Late fitness test, and now you're here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Raring to go. Can I just pick it up on, um, on Brentford, by the way? Good, I, I, I'm not really sure the, the manager knows quite what a bumblebee is oh right okay. uh, we are a bumblebee they are not designed to fly <laughs> but we were still able to fly into the premier league and we will constantly do everything we can to keep flying as high as possible i'm pretty sure bumblebees are designed to fly i mean <laughs> they've got, they've got wings. when you look at them they've got really small wing and to like body a big, ratio. big body yeah they're a little bit like um, what were those big things that the um, they used to fly before we had planes and they were like big long things. Blimp. No, no. So we'll sort of what the, the Led Zeppelin. Yeah, and the the Germans flew them in the First World War and it mm. crashed, bombed us. Oh no, you're thinking of that. Is it the Hindenburg disaster? That's the one. That's what yeah. you're thinking of. This is taking a turn. Um, why did he randomly say that? And oh, he was just getting interviewed before the game, and someone asked him if uh, they'd try and emulate Leeds's success, uh, and they said they're the benchmark, which I, I think is fair enough. He also said he expects one of the greatest atmospheres ever at the Brentford Community Stadium. Oh, so God. he obviously wasn't at Boundary Park on Tuesday night. No, no. Uh, a lot of people were in a boundary park on Tuesday most, night, Danny. Most people weren't at mm. boundary park. We're obviously here today, boys, to do the the Premier League predictions. You've just touched on Brentford, who will be one of the teams we'll be discussing today. Possibly not for the top four, but you know, you you never know. 
there have been some uh, some interesting predictions in the EFL shows that we've done. Obviously, League Two, League One, the Championship, which you can check out on our feed. Just get back. In fact, don't pause this episode. Finish this episode. Enjoy it. You know, by being disciplined. By being disciplined, <laughs> and then go back and yeah. listen to the others because. God, they're good, aren't they? Mm. They're excellent. But for today, boys, we're going to obviously be doing the predictions for the Premier League, the big season. Are we all we all excited for the Premier League? Are we all rip-roaring, ready to go for the, the greatest league in the world? Yeah, I am. Um, I've been more excited to be back at my local club that I support for obvious reasons. But yeah, I think the Premier League running concurrently with supporting my local side is always nice. It's good that there are fans back in the ground. Mm. Because I must admit, um, and you referenced it before we started recording, Ryan, I completely and utterly kind of checked out of football towards the end of last season. And now, and now you sat here with a Jack Grealish shirt on. Mate. I'll never check out of him. To go. You've even done your hair like him. I have. I've even mm. put the old Alice band in just mm. in homage. Although I think he's had his hair cut now. He has, which I felt as though it was sort of an personal affront to me. To be fair to Danny, he's Thanks, gone mate. from... Checking out of football <laughs> to renewing a season ticket or buying a season ticket, going to the opening day with a Neil Warnock top on, <laughs> then going to Oldham on a Tuesday night, then buying a ticket for Port Vale this Saturday, then convincing me already to go to Swindon next Tuesday <laughs> while wearing a Jack Grealish top. He couldn't get any more football if he tried. I've, che- I've checked back in. <laughs> Like you relapsed, <laughs> falling off football. the wagon. <laughs> yeah, I, I quite, I just can't get enough of it. So on, um, where was it the other night? Friday evening, I went out with uh, with Soph and and my mum and dad. We went to the cinema, and the first game of the season was on, wasn't it? The uh, Bournemouth uh, West Brom game. Yeah, and we're sitting there, and Soph went, oh, "Do we have to watch this?" Oh God, I, I I agree with her. It was a bit forgettable, and I was like, "It's the opening day of the season, Soph." <laughs> And, she, and that was it I was like <laughs> she just saw the look on my face and she thought this is a man who was checked back into football yeah um, okay then well let's let's move on to the aforementioned Premier League um, the two teams that we just mentioned there Bournemouth and West Brom previous incumbents of the Premier League so let's start with the winner start at the top the big one the prize the first obviously Man City won it uh, last season Liverpool the season before that who are we going for, Ryan? I'm looking straight over at you, first of all. Who's going to be your Premier League winner for the 2021-2022 season? Do you know what? I've, I've been a bit back and forth with this because I think for the first time in three, four years, there could be more than two teams involved, mm-hmm. which has been the most other than teams actually just running away from it. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to go with Chelsea. I think... They've got under two short, they've got a, a real nice consistency and balance. Mm-hmm. They they mix being quite stable at the back despite being desperate for a centre half and scoring enough goals and then you add Lukaku into that as well, mm-hmm. who I think will hit the ground running. And I think winning the Champions League and then winning the Super Cup, you kinda get a feel for winning trophies and mm-hmm. I think winning normally has a bit of a domino effect in winning more things Um, so I I think they've got a lot of nows in them even like the likes of Jorginho who's just won at the Euros a lot of the England players have been experienced getting to the finals so a lot of big game experience in that squad I think City will start slower than they have done in previous seasons they just don't seem quite they started quite slowly last year didn't they yeah and no one really took advantage Mm -hmm. of it and I think 
your Liverpool and United may just not quite have enough. So I think Chelsea yeah. are in that in that stretch capable of winning those seven, eight, nine games on the bounce to win yeah. them. Yeah, they look um, they look imperious. Mm. That's who I've gone for Chelsea as yeah. well. Um, I'd put them down even before they they bought Lukaku, but now that Lukaku's coming, it's kind of ugh. I mean, we talked about Lukaku, didn't we, ahead of the Euros and what a wonderful player he is and we'll, we'll, we'll obviously talk about him a little bit more and who have you gone for for the winner then of the, of the Premier League it's really hard isn't it <laughs> um, he's gone for West Ham he? <laughs> yeah no there's a little team called Brentford uh, no um, actually I was tossing it up between City and Chelsea so you went United <laughs> it's got to be Chelsea I think um, full house yeah full house for Chelsea just for the reasons you mentioned I think Tuchel's success kind of comes pretty quickly as well mm-hmm. before he falls out with everyone and leaves yeah um, burns brightly oh yeah absolutely I think the, the football he played last season I don't really think anyone else really had an answer when he came in yeah the back half of the season um, they were really good yeah and uh, it was it was interesting really because they obviously, I remember there was a game that Chelsea played against City when Lampard was still in charge, right at the end of Lampard's reign. And City just, they looked like they were playing a different sport. It was ridiculous. There was a period in that game, I think, where City had the ball for about three and a half minutes. And it, it was ridiculous. And they absolutely battered them. And Lampard left not long after that. And then obviously the conclusion of that season was Chelsea beating City in the Champions League final and deservedly beating them, I think, as well. Yeah, and I look, they had a very talented squad last year, and I think I said to you last year, I don't think Lampard's the one who's going to get the best out of them. No. Um, Tuchel's got the experience and has gone and done it now. Yeah. And the next step is to go and win Premier League titles. I think City are going to be without, going to be without De Bruyne for a little bit. Yeah, is he they're still injured be without, from the Euros? Is yeah, he? they're going to be without Foden for a little bit. Uh, only like four weeks. Right, what's, up with, what's up with little Phil? I think he got a bit of an injury the other day. So did you see when Jack Grealish signed? There was a little video of him in the car going, "Is Phil about? <laughs> is, is little Phil about?" <laughs> yeah, it was really adorable. It was lovely, wasn't it? Because <laughs> you can proper imagine him being like, "All right, little Phil, how's it going? <laughs> you all right?" <laughs> He'll be so good there, but, though, won't he? Grealish. Mm. But I do agree. I think it's the first time in a long time that you've got four teams that you could realistically make a very, very good shout for. The one I really wanted to go for was United, but I'm yeah. very confused on their midfield. Well, do and I don't know if Pogba was going to stay. I don't I think know if they're going to get a midfielder in that they desperately know, need. Free, I, I don't know. I so. think I can't see. I can't see who Pogba goes to. That's my issue. Juventus aren't going to buy him. Bayern Munich aren't going to buy him. Barca obviously can't buy him. PSG might have done, but they've now taken in Messi, so they're now trying to sell half this squad. Um, which means apparently Ander Herrera might come back to United, I which would be very good for him. It wouldn't surprise me if Madrid write this season off, let Ramos, Varane and all that go and get Mbappe and Pogba on a free next year <laughs> and just throw them stupid money. It there really is, wouldn't, because they're at like an end of a cycle themselves. Spanish sides throwing stupid money about? Yeah. <sighs> no, not again. There was a really funny tweet that I saw on Tuesday night. It was at half-time at the, at the Tramia match. Um, it was obviously Messi had been announced hadn't he on, on Tuesday and somebody somebody I think it was Johnny Sharples tweeted saying you'll still get people saying James Milner's the best free transfer <laughs> <laughs> um, so are we thinking Chelsea are going to win it pretty comfortably then or no, do we think no, there'll be a no. race for it yeah. I think it'll be the best title 
challenge sort of competition in years. So obviously we're throwing Man City in there. Are we expecting United to, to, to yeah. push him? For a long time, yeah, I'd yeah. say so. Do yeah. we, do I we think n- that crowd's going to be fucking fever pitch, by the way. Do we, not, do we not have any reservations about Solskjaer? I, I don't. I've got none. I've got my, none. At all. Really my, my reservations about him are not so much about his qualities as a coach. I don't know if he can match the intensity that Tuchel and Guardiola are going to bring. In game tactically, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't really know myself, but maybe not. Not so much that. More like in order to like the thing that stands Guardiola and managers like that aside, and Klopp as well, is that they are full tilt, one hundred percent giving it the beans every minute of every second. Yes. Every second of every minute of every hour of the yeah. whole season to the point where it almost kills them is exhaustion. Solskjaer has the, the play inside experience of it, doesn't he? I, I think which probably will help him if he's going to go for a title. And I, there was a point last season where... I don't, I don't, will it? Yes, yeah, of course he, it will. Is there any you know, evidence of that in... What would you mean in terms of winning loads of titles from the front and from behind? And no, I mean like in the Premier League, how many managers have, that have won leagues have got previous experience of winning the league as a player? Oh, I don't know. Kenny Dalglish. I don't what know. about it? I'm not. To be fair, I'm not sure, but I reckon it will help them. That's all I'm trying to say is that, that mm. it will help Solskjaer. Like you've got to lean on your experiences and thought you were going to lash somebody uh, at me then. No, I was going to be no. absolutely gotta, dismantled. You've got to lean table. on your experiences. I, I think you. I think you. He's better than what people think. Oh, I don't think he's a bad manager per se. I just think with Solskjaer, I see him as the guy who takes him to the level below where they then are able to I'm properly sure. challenge. The, I'm not sure. The thing of the I'm, 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 I might be wrong, and I'd love it to go the distance, but I just can't see him keeping up that intensity. They drop random stupid points. Not that, the, yeah. The, the, the thing is with them, that's so weird, is the, the win games... That they shouldn't win, or they're like two 0 down with half an hour to go, yeah. and they pull out a win, or they'll go to City, an amazing record against City, yeah. and win. They lost last year, opening day of the season to Palace. They lost at home to Sheffield United when they were dead and buried. But if they cut that out, which I think they're capable of doing. They got absolutely schooled at home by Liverpool as well, didn't they? When Liverpool they've, weren't having a great time of it. Yeah, they, they tried to. Well, they, I think they had one eye on the Europa League final, and mm. they, they only lost six games in the league last season, and two of them were in the final five. Drew quite a few, didn't they? Drew quite a few, drew 11. Yeah. Um, so finished second. I think Sancho automatically improves them because they've had oh, strikers massively. playing out wide for a good while. Varane's got to improve them because I think he compliments uh, Maguire so well. Has he been officially signed yet? I saw something that medical was in the, today. The, yeah, it's yeah. a medical, yeah. And then I just think it's, that, as you say, that centre midfield is McTominay and Fred. Yeah, they oh, need man. something else. And if they don't get there, it'll be because of that. And yeah. if Liverpool don't get to the height of winning a title, it'd be because their midfield's not good enough. Because yeah. Wine Alden's a massive hole, by the yeah, way. Yeah, huge. I huge. mean, you can have the front three, you can have the the four up top, or whatever you've got, with Jota and Firmino, Salah and Mane. You're not going to have anything behind him. You can't have Henderson running his legs off all season long. Well, let's 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 move on to those teams then, and let's let's have a look at our at our top four. I, my guess is that it's going to be the same. Yeah. Are we have we all gone? Chelsea, Liverpool, United, City, City, absolutely. And I'm going to say that it's going to be quite tight as well. Do you mean between those four? Yeah, I, do you like, think there'll be a big gap down to the next teams? Because so, I've seen a few people predicting that this might be the season where like the top away. four, the top six becomes a top four, and they, they, they there's a 10, 15 point gap by the end of the season. Well, it depends. It probably depends if 
space space get their act together. Like Leicester as well. But yeah, Leicester yeah. Leicester really? Leicester are I'm, always I'm, in danger of falling away, I, I think. I think Leicester are above Arsenal and Spurs as of now. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, but just on that top four, yeah, last season wasn't actually too bad. It was 19 points from first to fourth. That's quite a lot of points. But considering Liverpool and City won the league, I think by like 17, 18, oh, 19 yeah, points, true. it's not too bad. I think you're going to see maybe less than 15 points from fourth to first. Yeah. I think it'll be exciting. Do you, do, do, is it surprised you how little business Liverpool have done? Yes and no. They've done, have they done any? Have they signed anybody? Uh, yeah, the centre half, haven't they, from Leipzig? Oh, uh, Canate. Yeah, is that always? Yeah, I- Ibrahim Canate. Yeah, thirty-four million. But again, they've sold quite a few players, so they're, they're at that sort of break-even point, money-wise. Liverpool's model clearly is to make profit for the owners. Mm. Whether they've been good, they've made good decisions. Michael Edwards, Klopp, the players have signed. They make good decisions. They run the club well. Squad feels. But I've said year, this though, for a while. If they spent even the type of money that, say, an Everton or a West Ham or a Leeds <laughs> have spent, what in the a last weird few thing years, to say, innit? Even if they spent forty million a window, which isn't ridiculous for a club of their size, yeah. they would probably have won a lot more things. Which is what's really bizarre about it. Yeah, it seems so. Andy Robertson got injured, didn't he, in the in the friendly? Did well, really nasty on his ankle, mm. didn't it? Um, Although there is this weird thing that, that, that Liverpool fans seem to do every time they get an injury. They act as though no other club has ever had an injury yeah. other than like, oh, another injury for us. And you're like, what are you want about? What, yeah. like, is one player is injured. Just, one fella. Just on it as well. Like Marcus Rashford's having shoulder surgery. They've just give three new contracts. I think Alisson, Fabinho, somebody else. Um, Trent. Which is which is good tying the players down. Yeah. They've got like a lot of players like Mane, Salah, Henderson around that thirty For year me, mark. No. Two years left on the contracts. Then you've got a factor in Milner's thirty six, Van Dyke's thirty. They're not actually that young anymore. No. They've been it's with quite the an same old squad. team. And to not invest, I mean, I think Harvey Elliott could have a massively good season. I yeah, that was where. who I was going to say. Do you think he's going to play? Quite a bit. But you got Jota and, and Elliot to give that front three. I think they could have done with a striker, could have done with a centre mid. And that that will be the difference. United getting a Sancho, Grealish going to City, Lukaku going to Chelsea. Yeah. You've signed a centre half, might be good, he's twenty one, but you've lost one out of them. He's very highly rated the centre half, and I do think obviously given the events of last season, losing Van Dyke and losing Gomez for the for the whole season, um is obviously that's what what's prompted that investment because It'd be interesting to see how Van Dyke comes back into it this season. But I was surprised they haven't brought anyone in. I saw Southampton were asking about getting Chamberlain back. I know Chamberlain hasn't played an enormous amount, but I was like, you're going to have literally no players to play in midfield. We've got Thiago, Henderson, Curtis Jones. Keita. Keita, who's not set the way of the light, and Fabinho. And that's about it. And they're going to potentially play 60 games, aren't they? Their strength this season, they'll be, they'll be a bit fresher. Salah had the summer off, Mane had the summer off. A lot of the England lads didn't play um, that yeah. big of a part. No, you're right. Van Dijk obviously wrote the Euros off. I, d- I do think they'll play with much more intensity this year. Yeah. Did Firmino go to Copa at the Olympics? Didn't, no. Did he? No. So this is probably the most rested they've been in three, four years. I think they'll start well. It's just whether they don't sign in January if they've got staying power. And are we thinking then if do any of your predictions for that top four change if Harry Kane goes to Man City 
we had this com- exact conversation last year with Messi, didn't we? Do you remember just before the season we were talking about whether Messi was going to go to City and did that change anything? Does does yeah. Harry? I mean, hundred and sixty million pounds centre forward probably does change things, but does it change it enough that they win the league? It's just how he settles. I, I, generally, it it shouldn't be a gamble, but I think every transfer is. Yeah, of course it is because you're taking someone away from a team that knows him so well to a manager who doesn't. Yeah, I've never really. Un- I, I wouldn't really put Kane as a Pep Guardiola striker. Well, I was reading. Honest. I was reading something today about because obviously his style now is in dropping into them spaces and stuff, mm. and Guardiola kind of likes the the sort of false nine vibe, don't he, from the centre forward? So it might be something to do with that, but. Yeah, it does seem like a little bit of a strange fit, especially given his age profile as well and the fact that his, his ankles, whilst the actual number of injuries, games he's missed from the injuries, isn't as big as it, you would kind of think. I think they're exacerbated because it is Harry Kane. But I do think it does seem like a bit of a strange one. See, I can see it, but I think it is more because he's developed this game. Obviously, he's an unbelievable world-class goal scorer, probably one of the best in the world, obviously, but... Mm-hmm. Guardiola loves midfield runners into the box. He loves being in, in between the fullback and the centre half. Kane's so good at getting players involved. Yeah, true. The way he, you could just see it now, can't you? With Steele and yeah. with, with Bernardo Silva, if he's still there uh, with Grealish. So I, I'd see, I could very much see him in that City squad. I think it would shift things a bit because they've only got Jesus. And if yeah. I think you'd go the whole season with like Torres as well. Yeah. Yeah, Torres could have a big season, to be fair. I don't see him as a natural striker, but he, he certainly can play through the middle and yeah. score goals. It's a different option, isn't he? Um, but yeah. I'd, They'll probably start the first game of the season with Gundogan up front. So. <laughs> just to know. make a statement just to the board. We need more money. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Any two, chance? Two goalkeepers on the bench. Any chance struggling It's not here. often you see someone win a league without a proper world-class recognised striker, I don't think. I like Jesus. Yeah, I think he's a good player. Fair. But is he Lukaku? Probably not. No, no, he definitely so, isn't at that level. Yeah. He's 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 the level below that, isn't he? You would say Jesus. So then just outside of that outside of that, did you think we were talking about Harry Kane? Yeah, sorry, I got really confused. I wondered minute. why you were so baffled. <laughs> Thinking, I don't know, Bob was such a big fan of Gabriel Jesus. It's like hang on, lads. He's named after our Lord Saviour. <laughs> um so just outside that top four, then obviously the the challenges you're looking at Tottenham, Arsenal, Leicester, Villa. I say Villa just because They've done some interesting business yeah. this summer. Um, do we see any of those potentially challenging for that top four? And if so, who do you think's probably got the best chance? Are we thinking Leicester? Yeah, I mean, I was, I just said before that Leicester are always in danger of falling away, but they've actually signed some good players. Yeah, done um, some decent business, and they? and they are a good. They're just a good side. They're mm. a very well-run football club at the moment, so they're going to capture the fans being back in there and hopefully carry on doing what they're doing. Um, they also think, I think they'll challenge I think they'll cause a few upsets they'll de- they could probably be king makers in, in a lot of the games yeah that's a good um, point yeah. the other thing as well I don't is, really see I'm confused at Spurs I, I don't really see what Arsenal are doing we, either we, so, so Ryan you said before about Chelsea winning trophies and that kind of you get that feeling of winning trophies and you get used to it I saw someone was talking about why were Leicester buzzing so much about the Community Shield? And I think it's that same it thing, is. isn't it? It's it, what it, Everton br- want to it, be doing. Yeah, it breeds the... You know, they won the FA Cup and that was a massive achievement and they were rightly absolutely buzzing with yeah, that. I mean, if trophies are a thing that you're meant to win, like, well, exactly. not celebrate exactly. them. Exactly, <laughs> and then you think, we're in a... We're, it, okay, the Community Shield, whatever you might think of it, glorified, friendly or whatever, it's a showpiece event. There's a trophy to be won. It's at Wembley. 
You've Why? also beat Man City. Yeah, twice. So like, and you've beat Chelsea in the final mm. to get to the Community yeah, Shield yeah. final. It's, I, I completely agree with you. I think you may as well go out and win it, it and, 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 win get, it and, and give it the large one. And, and I think with Leicester, they won one of the last five games, but they should have finished third. Yeah. It's oh, they, they like, bottled it twice, but they that's harsh to say bottled. I know, it's just bottled it. Yeah, that is harsh. It's a depth, harsh. isn't it? But they so. um they had a lot of injuries, didn't they? God, had a lot yeah. of injuries. <laughs> it was also um, really annoying for them they, when Liverpool's they, keeper scores a fucking <laughs> stoppage time. Oh header. god, at West Brom. <laughs> yeah. Well, we had um uh they lost James Justin, they lost Castagna for a bit, they lost uh, Harvey Barnes for a while, Madison was out for a bit, um Vardy was out for a little bit, wasn't he, in the middle of the season as well. I think they lost maybe one or two of the centre-halves. They lost Pereira was out for the majority of mm. the season before and then into that season as well. Never really got going. They, they, and, and, and you look at it and there were times when they were playing with um, Luke Thomas who was playing like left-back and stuff and they had various players here, there and everywhere. So I, I think they did really well to finish where they finished and won the FA Cup. So Incredible. I, w- I would suggest they are probably going to be the, the next best ones that you'd think would be challenging. Consistency Vill- with them. Isn't it? Villa, some... Very, very interesting business. I'm thinking for them, they've signed some good players. Leon Bailey would be really interesting to see how he gets on the season. Yeah. Buendia, who we've, I think we've spoken about him before, lovely little footballer. Danny Ings, proven Great to be able to score time, yeah. goals at this level. But it does feel to me like you look at those players and you think, where, how much higher up the table does they, do those people get you in terms of, you look at the players that the, yeah. the top four have got. Because none of those players would sign for a top four club, so does it get you any any closer to them? Ooh. Would any of the top three, top four, have signed any of those players? Just banged the glass down because I was making a wedding <laughs> speech. Um, I, I, it wouldn't have surprised me if things went to the top four club. Not saying they're not good enough, Earl but, Bailey. But, but no, I see what you're saying. I, I wonder if it. They were awful without Grealish last year. That run when mm. Grealish were injured, they, they lost so many games. Yeah. And while they have directly replaced them and more. I don't know if they'll have the same influence. Have they directly replaced them? Well, I think they've got they've covered all his attributes across the board with the players. I think Buendia brings the craft, the assists, that yeah. style of getting on the ball. Bailey brings that just attack outright attacking threat. Yeah. Um pace and that. And sort of just adds to Watkins' goals, not really a direct replacement, but improves them. I don't think they're a threat to get top four. I think they're candidates for that seven to five. They'll be looking for a Europa League position, won't yeah. they? That's the next step for them progression-wise. Villa have made a bit of a statement of intent with the money that they've got. Mm. That's going to be their next yeah. next bit, hasn't it? Are we not seeing anything from the North London clubs, Pop, You said you were confused by Tottenham and Arsenal. Well, Tottenham took half a summer to get a manager in. Was, I don't understand that. And it's going they, around all the houses. They had to ask every single yeah. other manager if they wanted it, it first. I, I'd probably speak on... Arsenal, I tried to understand this Ben White signing the other day. Great player, a lot of potential, but it's a player they would have signed for probably £5 million about 10 years ago, brought him through, got him playing. And you, I mean, 10 years ago, he was 11 no, years you, old. You know what I mean? That, that, type, <laughs> that type of player, they probably would have already had him. Like This is what I don't understand. There seems to be bigger issues at Arsenal than, than what people think and them throw in... Fifty million pound at a centre half. He's very young. He's good, <laughs> he's, though, isn't he? He's good. No, don't get me wrong. He's good. But what I'm trying to say is, they've seems to have moved away from this model that they had for the best part of twenty years to this one now, which it just seems very, very chaotic. Scattered, and it, it seems like a, a a hangover from that time when they were like, "Venga, go and sign Azel. Go and sign Azel. We need to spend all this money." And it's like, no, hang on. 
what, why do we need to spend all this money? I was still doing a pretty good job. So it just seems a bit of a hangover from that. They don't, I'm not, I'd be surprised if Arteta sees the season out. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be the first one to leave, but I'd be surprised if he sees the season out. I don't know where they're going at all. They've got a lot of young players in there mm. and it feels like, and they've got William sitting on the bench doing nothing. <laughs> he's on about 200 grand a week I, as well. I, honestly, I, it's the, absolute the, the, they're just class, that, isn't it? Topsy, I can't work it out. They're topsy-turvy, aren't they? And they're going for a keeper mm. when they've let Martinez go to Villa. How is... How is I Honestly, mean, I could have told you, Martinez came on when Leno got injured in that game, when they restarted after lockdown. Someone smashed a shot at him from 20 yards. He took that, caught it. And you go, well, yeah, that's, what, that, that's, a, that's a good keeper. Keep holding him. What I think's <laughs> weird, more so than that, is the fact that I, I don't think Bernd Leno's the, the the best keeper in the world, and I can see why they'd want to get a replacement for him. But is Aaron Ramsdale better than Bernd Leno? They seem to be building the like like Ants just said they want to sign young, don't they? But they're signing young and expensive, unlike when they brought on Reeve from it just nowhere. Make sense. So I mean, you look at the team: Saka, Ben White, he's still quite young. Got Smith Rowe. Eddie Nketiah. Uh, Nketiah is going to um, Brighton. Is he going? Is he yeah, got apparently. Martinelli? They've signed that. Is it Lokonga from yeah, Anderlecht? Yeah. I don't know much about him. He's Not very young as well. They signed uh, Tavares, an 18-year-old from mm. Benfica. So it seems like they've got a model in place. It just seems wrong time. They needed to go out and get a Varane or a Sancho like United have done to mm. really improve them because I don't think they can afford to keep wasting seasons. I actually think, I went big on them last year. I thought top four, they'll do well. I was impressed by Arteta. They were so bad for the first six months last year. They didn't end the season quite well. Disappointing to go out to Villarreal in the um, Europa League. Did win the last five games of the season. Um, I felt like they were okay to start with, then they went absolutely terrible, and then they picked it up again towards so the end. I, I do think they'll they'll finish top six. I don't think they'll end up by eighth or ninth. Um, no. I do oh, think no, they'll, I, they'll I, do I, well. But I think they'll probably finish about ninth. The thing is, well, yeah, you could, unless, unless Aubameyang plays most of the games again yeah, and, that, score, and start scoring. That was another issue, wasn't like, it? Was they're, they're going to really he, he struggle. Literally, just stop scoring goals. <laughs> just like point blank, stop scoring them. Um, that probably moves us on nicely to the top scorers. Who have we? Uh, who have we gone for? And who's you going to be your top scorer then? Uh, Mohamed Salah. Okay. Nicely refreshed, and he just bangs goals in for fun. Anyway, doesn't he? I yeah. don't think. I think a lot's been thrown at him. You know, one season wonder, and we're a few yeah. seasons down the line now. So, well, him and Kane both one season wonders, aren't they? Yeah, well, really? obviously. Yeah. Um, Ryan, top scorer. Same answer, same reasons. Yeah. Yeah. That, I wrote him down and then deleted him for Lukaku. As soon as I saw Lukaku was getting linked back with Chelsea, I thought, yeah, he's going to be absolutely fuming with everyone and just bosh goals in. <laughs> There's a lot more assists from him from Lukaku as well. Mm. Um, which is a, a, a bit of a difference to his game. So, I mean, not separate it at the end of the season. If yeah. they're tied somehow. Which is, which is weird. Which is mad, yeah. I just don't get that. <laughs> they're completely different anyway. It doesn't matter. It's not for us to decide. Um, okay, so our next one's quite an interesting one. Player of the season. Now, this is obviously quite a difficult one because, it you know, there's so much that goes into it. I think we, I think you two both went Kevin De Bruyne last season and I went for Virgil van Dijk. That went well. <laughs> yeah, well, it was until Pickford decided to absolutely blow his knee out. Uh, it was Ruben Diaz last year. I think I got half a point because it was a centre-half, and that's how it works. Um, okay, so player of the season. Ryan, hit me with your player of the season. Do you know what? It'll, it'll be impressive if he does it first year in the Prem, but I've gone with Sancho. I just think 
United are going to set up to play to his strengths. Um, Solskjaer's come out and said, we want to be attacking, we want to be in the front foot, close people down. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him get like 16, 17 assists mm. and chip in with maybe 10 goals. And I think if you do them type of numbers and United have a good season, it'll, it'll, be, in the, it'll be in the running. I suppose... There is an element that you're more likely to get young player of the year because I think that's up to 23, yeah, and he might get disregarded. So if that if if he ended up getting that, he'll I'd have say to Salah have, as top yeah, goal scorer. He'll have to have an absolute stormer Storm, of a season yeah. to bypass the young player award. Where yeah, he? so if he bypasses it, I'd go Salah. But I'm just going to stick with with Sancho to to hit the ground running. Fancy him for it. Yeah, I've gone for someone in a similar age bracket. I went for Kai Havertz. Yeah, um, I just think I think Chelsea are gonna I think Chelsea are gonna storm it this season and. That little that front three of, in my head, I'm imagining Chelsea are going to play with some midfield combination of Jorginho, Kante, and Mount, with Havertz, Werner, and Lukaku as the three. That three just feels really balanced to me, and I think Havertz. We saw it in little glimpses last year. He's just such an elegant footballer, and I feel as though with Lukaku up there, maybe taking a few players away, Werner's pace dragging people in behind. Havertz is going to have an absolutely lovely time for me. Very talented footballer. Lovely time. Uh, Ant? You've gone for the attacking end of the pitch. I think there's been a few recently. Chris Kirkland? No, recently hasn't it been a bit more defensive? Well, uh, Diaz Diaz. got it last year in De Bruyne, I think, got it the year before. I was the year before, wasn't it? Okay. I was going to go for good old Harry Maguire. Okay, as a Maguire. Just because I think United will probably run, I think they... I think they'll play really well, to be fair. Yeah. And I, I, I really like Harry Maguire. And he's got a proper partner next to him yeah. now. And I, I think he'll, um, I just think he'll carry on his good form from the Euros and, and we'll see where he gets it. But yeah, he it's was, hard, really hard to pick. It is, isn't it? Because it's, as you say, you know, you don't know who might get an injury. You don't know who's going to yeah. pick him from. But, you know, we've gone for a player. We'll see Quite how we get really that, like, Solskjaer's come out and said, we want to play this high line and I'm going to sign Varane. He was like the quickest centre-off on the planet. Yeah, rapido. Yeah, he? so... I, that's where I think Solskjaer is probably better than Pete gets credit for. I think mm-hmm. he he certainly has a style and they're, they're quite entertaining. I think United, hence why I went with Sancho. Yeah, they're a little bit. Um, it, there are some games that you watch them where a team will camp in and they are so slow at moving the ball around the pitch. But there are some games where it's just, the other team has a go and it's just absolutely batshit for like ninety minutes. Like if a team has a go, if, if a team wants to go blow for blow with United, they're going to lose. Having Cavani again is nice. Yeah, yeah, because that, that's a proper proven goal scorer. I think it was nice that he was originally thinking of going, wasn't he? He was originally going to do the season and then leave. And I think the conversation between Solskjaer and Cavani was, you haven't played at Old Trafford in front of fans. And Cavani seems like the type of person who's got a bit of an affiliation, a bit of an affection for the sort of romantic side of football. Yeah, And... You know, probably that's partially because of where he comes from. In 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 Uruguay, that seems to be a bit of a running theme in in sort of South America. So there's something nice, I think, about the fact that he thinks it's it's Man United. I've I've still got enough in me to 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 go again. You know, more than enough. The man's an absolute physique mm. physique of a man. Um, and so I just I, I just think it's that's just a nice thing to think about, isn't it? To someone at that level, consider Fernandez. I um I. He'll just do his thing. He'll bang goals in from thirty yards, and yeah, he's a very good footballer. I don't know what I really don't know what the 
what separates them from being like yeah. player of the year or not. I, I, I genuinely think it's quite hard most to Most people aren't going to win it. Almost everyone aren't going to win it. So yeah, it's, it's really difficult. It was really hard for me not to put Grealish down. <laughs> really, really difficult. What about Rooney? I mean, the thing is, if you put him... The thing is, if Rooney was in the division, he'd win it easy. Oh, like, obviously, so. yeah. Um, any, any thoughts? How do you think Grealish is going to get on? Oh, really well. Do you think he'll, I think he'll as well, there's, there's, there's sometimes like a nice over around players post-tournaments that have been a success as well. Mm. Like they'll be well-received. The media yeah, pe- will like people them. want them to do well. The other factors around their own performance. Are like like Saka, I could see him having a real good season for Arsenal, being yeah. a bit of a leader, even at his young age. I think everyone's willing Grealish to do well. Yeah, and he's yeah, yeah. got the ability to do well. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas sometimes some people are villains and they've got the ability and just doesn't work. Uh, I, I think he's... Him and Pep... It's just going to be, there's, at times, just th- everything you think him and Pep would be. There's a funny thing for me with it, whereas, you know, we, we, it's been made clear on this podcast, my feelings about Jack Grealish. <laughs> um, they run deep. Uh, and they have done for a while. You know, I'm not one of these Johnny-come-latelys. <laughs> you know, I was I was loving him when he was at Notts County on loan back in the day. Um, but I was like, a re- when it was all rumoured, is he going to go? And all that stuff, I was kind of like... There's a part of me that wants to see him at City because I want to see him at that real high level and for his abilities to get the, you know, the accolades that they deserve. But I also really like him being a villa. I love all that. That, that I just love the the way it's like Roy the Rovers stuff. Yeah. Like you know when he was the captain and like you know for it the type of player that he is, he's such an unusual captain as well. Do you know what I mean? But there was a game they played away at Burnley last season. I'm not. I can't even remember how they got on, but he get he got the ball on the, the ball, kind of bouncing on the touchline, and he he sort of headed it past one person and flicked it through the legs of the other, and then just went bursting down the line. People trying to boot him up in the air, and it was absolutely <laughs> freezing cold at Turf Moor. And it, there's something of the Stephen Gerrard at Liverpool about it that I enjoyed. You know that kind of like I'm a level above everybody else here. Yeah. Like I am head and shoulders. But I I I, I kind of respect Grealish being like. No, I'm not just going to sit here and just be a, a big fish in a small pond. I'm going to go and test myself against against the very best of them and go and get under that spotlight. The whole way it was done was pleasing, wasn't it? It was quick. Villa, Villa um, seemed like they were was, happy to let him even go. Even when you knew it was going to happen, he was there smiling, training at Villa. And it yeah. was like, I trust the club to go through with the promises. Man City are going to pay an extortionate amount of money for my services <laughs> and when it happens I'll go and it's amicable and yeah. it was happening at the same time all this Harry Kane stuff's going on and mm. you kind of go that's not how to deal with it and yeah. I kind of think that shows you where Spurs are and where City are at the moment and money talks at the end of the day but so do trophies and I don't think these players really Jack Grew was making a fortune at Villa it was never about money and people they, talk they, about they were going to match his wages match his wages it, 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 these lads people forget that they want to win things yeah they only, they go, they only get, get one go. They only get one go at creating yeah. their legacy, don't do, they? Do you reckon they're all scared of people on Twitter going, "Yeah, but what the fuck did he win, lad? Nothing. <laughs> not, not <laughs> funny though. The disrespect. Uh, Grealish zero trophies. Jimmy Traore one Champions no, League. Grealish though, none. The disrespect on Shearer. I know he did uh, win a Premier League with with Blackburn, but the disrespect on him that oh, no, not yeah. winning that yeah, one. Yeah. Even now, like Gary Lineker's, like, ah, and you're like, he scored two hundred and sixty <laughs> Premier League. Yeah, goals. but he bottled the move to United, didn't he? 
See that? <laughs> that's that's what the thing is. You were you was pointed at me. He's like, oh, like, I don't know what to do, and now he's taking the piss, but I need to. Still stop. annoyed about it. Just in, just in case you were wondering how things are going at City, uh, according to City Extra on Twitter. Oh, I like I like them. They're, they're, yeah. they're good. So Pep Guardiola became fascinated by the formation of geese in flight when reviewing drone footage of Man City training one afternoon last year. Interesting. He enthused about their teamwork and noticed similarities with how a squad should behave together. I like that. Yeah, so well. that. Isn't, isn't there a thing now that Fergie has used stuff before to do with geese formations? Really? I think so. Something about like... What I the think, fuck is going on? I think it's... It, <laughs> yeah. It's I'm, I'm probably going to get this massively wrong, so I shouldn't really say it, but I think it was something to do with like taking your turns at being at the front doing uh, the right, work. Okay. And then because I think they fall back. Do you reckon... The, the flying V and all that. Do you yeah. reckon, um, do you reckon the, the fellas... Who own City? Looking at that and going, just there, uh, just get get you know me you know me me admin person and gives an update on what what's going on at that football club that we own. Well, they uh, you know that manager that you gave a billion pounds to to build a squad. Oh yeah, he spends the day watching geese formation on YouTube. <laughs> but you know what? You could see like a goose. With a city shirt and the papers, like most expensive goose in the world, signs for Manchester City. It's like that posing with the top. City sign Robin Goosens. <laughs> anyway, so we've used them for relegation. Uh, well, yeah, that probably nicely moves us on to the relegated teams. We've been up at the top. Who've cooked their goose? Yes, yes, very good. And well done, mate. Yes. Excellent segue. Yeah. Um, we're going to now go obviously to the the bottom of the of the league. The fun part of the league. The fun part yeah. of the league, yeah. The uh, the real the, part. Yeah, exactly. The helter so, skelter. So the relegated teams, teams in twentieth, nineteenth, and eighteenth, and I'm not going to be cruel and make your name. You know which positions they're going to come in. But I want to hear you three. Who are your relegated teams? Ryan. Um, mine are Watford, Brentford, okay, and. Southampton. Although I'm getting a bit nervous about Brighton not signing anybody, but I've gone Southampton. Okay. Justifications are Watford. I just don't think they'll be good enough. Plus, they also have a habit of just sacking a manager mid-season. Brentford, I think, will bring a lot to the Premier League. I think they'll be exciting. They'll play football the right way. They'll probably score goals, and I think they'll put up a massive fight. But I think ultimately it's a huge step and I don't think they've quite signed the players. I think they could yo-yo for a season or two. Um, and lastly, I just re- Southampton are a good little club. We shouldn't even call them little. They're a good club. They've got a, Their a ground that is, like. is, is the most depressing football stadium I've ever been Loud, to. though. I was impressed with the atmosphere when I was. That was in week one. It's just nothing. It's such in such a grim location, isn't it? In the proper grim location. No, we have a train station right next to it. It's a bit weird. No, it's oh. nice. No, it isn't. It's a bit like, like a there's like a mill harsh. behind it. There's a bit working class. There's like a dock. Yeah, well, feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry, go on, right? But just on, just on them. They've it was cold things. when we went as well, wasn't it? They've lost things. They've lost Vestergaard. So those things can only get better, can't they? They can. <laughs> Replaced him with Adam Armstrong. What are you thinking of Adam Armstrong? Great signing. I like him. I just don't think he'll quite bring what Ings brought. Yeah. I think he'll score goals. He'll work hard. He's a good age, good striker. Um, but He's they, so they fast need, as they well. They needed Armstrong with Ings staying. Yeah, true. Lost Vestergaard. 
still could lose Ward Prowse before before the season. Yeah, there's big chat the about that. If you're Ward Prowse as well, you're looking around going, there's What's nobody and left. Their squad is tiny. And they're fortunate we didn't have too many injuries last year, but they get injuries. They're, they're down to just academy players. They lost Ryan Bertrand as well. Ryan Bertrand went to Leicester, didn't That's he? That's another shot. Lost Bertrand. I, I really worry for them. And they didn't particularly have a great second half of last season anyway. No. And they, 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 they'll get their you know their standard 9-0 defeat at some point in the season as well. Yeah, to bring it up, Bob. Well, it has happened twice. It has happened twice. It has happened twice. You know, Southampton have been beaten 9-0 more times than Jack Grealish has won a trophy, so... Yeah, yeah, that'll be on Twitter at so, some point. So what's he yeah. ever done? <laughs> um, I've got two of them three. I I went Norwich, Southampton, and Watford. Southampton for the same reasons. Watford because just don't think they're that good, uh, and Norwich because they always do one up, one down. Not this year they don't. Mate, I'm just following the data. You know what I mean? <laughs> next, next, next slide, please. Uh, and who did you go for your bottom three? I went Southampton, Norwich, and Brentford. Wow, okay. I'm surprised we've all gone Southampton. Yeah, that's being edgy. No, no because it's, 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 Southampton are they're getting the squad ripped away from them. Mm-hmm. I think that the, <laughs> I could see Hasenhutl walking at some point as well. You know, yeah, they were thin on the ground last year, and the style of football that they want to play is very much a, a very fast pace, and you need quite a lot of players it's to get through the season. So I, I don't, I don't understand what what's going on there. I think there's problems with the owners and and the chairman and whoever else runs that football club but it just seems like they're getting rid without replacing anyone uh, why would you get rid of Vestergaard one year left on his contract wasn't it yeah, but let him go if you're going to let him go for 15 million do you need the 15 million that the badly skint, aren't they? Is, is that what it is yeah. right okay we'll see there's another but, issue it's because of that big train station they built next to the ground <laughs> that Ryan loved I just, I just think that they're in a, a bit of a tricky place Norwich I don't think they're going to be <laughs> <laughs> Norwich, I don't think they're going to be good enough. Ground. Oh, they've got a lovely train station next to it. All right, Nan. <laughs> sorry. Fuck's sake. Sorry. Uh, I, think, I don't think Norwich will have enough to stay up, and I don't think Brentford will either. Well, even with Todd, <laughs> even with Todd Campwell in the famous Norwich 19 shirt. But I don't know about that, but I just don't think they've got enough goals. Todd yeah. does well. Todd does well. Yeah, Brentford. I mean, that manager- was so bad. <laughs> it's like I don't even know what it is. I think there'll be people listening who won't even know what's just happened. Todd does well instead of can't. Todd yeah, I know. Well. I know what that was happened. Good. Yeah, it was good, was wasn't good. it? I just don't expect much from Ryan these uh, days. Well, you don't expect much. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think Norwich are going to have enough. No, I think they're going to struggle, and I think Brentford will as well. It'd be great for them. Uh, to be back in the Premier League yeah I, I agree with League. that particularly given that their manager doesn't seem to have a particularly good understanding of bees that's what I think and I, I, I would suggest that for a manager that is fundamental but they have said now, they're going Pep, to, do you know what they have said they're going to attack the league which going to have a lot of sting in attack yeah I like that yeah. it leads me to believe they're going to give it a good go so they'll probably finish like third bottom oh third bottom yeah, I think so. I, I you did, know, like one of them narrow last day. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Plucky Brentford. People, How's it kid, going at Valley Parade? Oh, David Weatherston. Kids crying. All. Kids crying in the stand. Yeah, all that. All that. We love all. I mean, we don't love to no. see children no, crying, no. but you know, we love all the drama, so to speak. <laughs> we do. Um, Ryan, you also went Brentford. You kind of thinking the same sort of thing. Yeah, exactly the same thing. They'll give it a good go. Just won't quite have enough. Yeah, fair enough. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. And fair you think enough. a lot of these lads in the Brentford team, not only are they jumping up in the Championship, a lot of them have done really well to jump up from League One and League Two. Yeah. Like you got Charlie Good, who's at Northampton, Rico Henry was at Walsall, even Pinnock's been done then down down the league. So you look at it and you go, What are you laughing at? What was the first player you said? Rico Henry. No, the other one. Pinnock. No, the first one. I think yeah. his name was Charlie. Oh, Charlie Good. Is that not what you say? I was just so tempted. <laughs> I had to stop myself from going, he's really good. <laughs> You've said it now, haven't you? Jesus Christ. He stopped me in my tracks for that after berating my <laughs> Todd does well joke. Well, Awful it was laugh. more because I was looking at you and I was trying not to laugh and then I was like, you're going to be looking at me going, the fuck's he laughing at? I thought you were so, going to be like, it's actually Charlie Good, like you normally correct like, <laughs> the way I speak. So, just happy I got his name right. <laughs> Um, sorry, Happy to mate. see, um, excited to see Ivan Tony back in the Premier yes. League and what he does. Yeah. Some other players Newcastle have let go here, by the way. Mm-hmm. Ivan Tony, Adam Armstrong. Yeah. That 40, <laughs> you could have a great strike force mm, at the end 40% sell on clause, I think, for Armstrong. But it was like, why'd you get rid of him in the first place? 40%? Yeah. That's a lot of percent, isn't it? They obviously thought he was good, but it's just such a <laughs> Newcastle decision. <laughs> um I'd like to see uh, Mbuemo as well in the Premier League. I think he's going to be a... Uh... Kinder Mbuemo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, this is absolutely descended. Um, okay, so first manager sacked. Obviously, it's going to be... Is, uh, it, is it sacked Hol- or leave? We can... Either. Uh, either. Okay. Okay, go on. Who have you uh, gone for then? Arsene <laughs> Hootle. He'll go, no, I'm all right. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, I've I've gone with the thong th- song Cisco from Watford. Is that... Is that isn't... That, oh, is, yeah, that is his name. Oh, yeah. I've even written down Francisco Javier Munoz Lompath, <laughs> known as Cisco. Yeah. Even I even wrote it down. That's kind of you've gone with. That's why yeah, I just put. It's, it's um, not the Premier League if Watford don't sack the manager I put first. Watford going to Watford, so just playing the odds. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair that's, enough. That's, I looked at the data too. Yeah. Next slide. <laughs> did, they, did they sack <laughs> anyone you're, last you're year? You're very Chris Witty tonight. <laughs> did they sack anyone last year? Um, yeah, no, 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 he didn't. Oh, he left then. He, no, he did the whole season. No, he came in from. Um, I thought he did the whole season. Oh, this could be monumental did, if he did. Who, no, because who took over from Pearson? Him. No, because Pearson got sacked before the end of the Premier League season. It wasn't Cisco, was it? Uh, did they not have like an interim? No, oh, it was your man, Hayden Mullins. No, yes, it was Hayden Mullins. Well, there you go. Uh, I've almost completely certain. Oh, did he come in at the start? You the might disco, have done. yeah. I uh, thought there was someone from like Maccabee Haifa oh no. or something. Oh no, you're right, yeah. Vladimir Ivich. Vladimir Ivich. Yeah, was he like at Maccabee Haifa or somewhere? He was there until December and then he got sacked on the 21st of December. What, what a Christmas Christmas he must have had. <laughs> it's a um, nice severance package though. Vladimir Ivich played for uh, Partizan Belgrade. No, who did he manage? Who did he manage? Uh, Pauk. And Maccabee Tel Aviv. That was someone from mate. Israel. There Some good go, knowledge. Mate. So there you go, mate. Um, okay, then. So final category: breakout star. And this is, this is a nice fun one, in it. We'll, we'll ask a few honourable mentions in at the end yeah, after our picks. I absolutely. Think. Yeah, I've gone for Cavani. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, in, in, yeah, <laughs> I've gone for Jack Grealish. <laughs> I think he's uh, got him in a snip. Uh, okay then, Ryan, who have you gone for a breakout star? Uh, I've gone for Pats and Dacker. Oh, for God's sake. Have That's who I picked. Sorry. Oh, so let's go I felt so first. good about myself. Sorry. Sorry. Used to like them proper 
like kids in school who'd copy each other's homework and just change it a little bit. We're both just really clever. And it's just sat at home watching his YouTube goals and all sorts like, oh, sorry. Oh, good I actually think Austria have got like a good track record of these young lads as well, like Haaland and Mane, just adapting to whatever league they're in and playing. Yeah, really well. yeah. Very good talent he spotters. Could, he, he could be the first. Yeah, he, he could be the first Zambian to score. Zambian, sorry, Zambian. Zambian. That's how you say it. Not Zambian. It's <laughs> about four countries. Pops just covered the African <laughs> continents <laughs> just in case he'd got it wrong. He could be the first Zambian to score, but there's also another Zambian in the Premier League, and I can't remember his name. Was it Colin Embu? Embu played for Portsmouth. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, Colin yeah. Embu's. Oh. I can't remember. Should I Google that? Should I Google that one as well? He was a striker for Portsmouth, I think. Oh, I don't okay. think it's a current one playing now. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I think there's two. There's two Zambians in the Premier League. I'm sure uh, there is. <laughs> anyway, I uh, you keep talking. I was I'll watching. I was watching some uh, some of old Pat and Daka today, and I thought he was really impressive. Yeah, he is. He's very very good. His goal scoring records incredible. He's only twenty two. I don't think he'll start the season. Maybe necessarily on fire because Gear well, and Cho and Vardy are there. Well, but do I you think know what? He'll grow into the season. Yeah, well, Rogers obviously was <laughs> quite like high praise. This at twenty two years of age, coming from a completely different country. In a, in a league that's probably not really that well rated, mm-hmm. he said he's uh, he's kind of Vardy's oh, replacement, and I think that's massive, really, to be honest. To to put that on him, not like put it on him straight away, but say like, look, he's got the potential. Do you think to... this might be Vardy's swan song in a Leicester shirt this season? Nah, he, not... he dropped off a cliff at the back end of last year, didn't he? I'm not sure. It's hard. I think when when did, teams um, when the... teams defend deep against him, it's really tough. Did the pandemic sort of hit Skittles? Delivery, so he, he maybe wasn't getting <laughs> his, his kind of Brighton signed someone. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, Enoch e- Mpoy or something. That's the guy. He's the other Zambian. Oh Zambian. right, okay. I didn't know what you were saying. Then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, he looks. He, uh, he looks a talent. Um, Roger said uh, he's everything we thought he'd be, which I think is that's lovely. And lovely. Just that, give, isn't his it? wife just gave him birth to him. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, just here, and he's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and Dakar, 11 pounds <laughs> but they're doing well but they're doing well we'll speak soon X but I think your, your point on Vardy uh, well we mentioned before they lost like the surrounding cast didn't they as well like yeah, people true. dropped out it, it's really difficult for them when they defend deep and you I haven't mean, got anyone to break it up for them don't get me wrong I hope it isn't because you know we all love Vardy um, but you know I can, I, you know, he's he's not going to be Rapid forever, although it oh, seems no. like he might be. I think he's starting to learn little. Oh, he's a clever footballer. Little little different bits. Bits. Yeah, yeah, he's a clever footballer. We talk about Villa's transfer window. Leicester's has been excellent. Been really good. Mm. Really, really good. Daka, Bertrand on a free, Vestergaard, Vestergaard. Sumar, who's just won the league with Lille. Centre mid, a brilliant player. Do we think that they would have bought Vestergaard had Fafana not broken his leg? No. Well, they would have kept tabs on him. They had that bid rejected last year. And they were also trying to sign um, Tarkowski last year for 800 million. Friend of the show, Carl Anker, was saying, what are Leicester doing to target these centre-halves? They they find them. I know Vestergaard's 29, Mm. but everyone wants them now. But the ball-playing centre-halves, aren't they? Like, this is what's really nice about watching Leicester, is you've got three of them who go... I love the ball. Yeah. Instead of being like, oh no, there's a channel, I hit it in there. Every season that goes by makes Man United's decision to let Johnny Evans go look weirder and weirder and yeah. weirder and keep Marcus Rocco and Phil Jones at the club and let Johnny Evans go just seems more and more bizarre. Well, to be fair, Phil Jones like that cat you let out and he just keeps ending up on your doorstep <laughs> like to try to get rid of him. It's like no one else is feeding him. So oh, you God, feel you've God. got to feed him. 
mean, I can't leave him out in the street, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it was your break card player? Go well, on. I originally wrote down Curtis Jones, but I didn't know that counted. I don't really feel like he's had a proper break card. He's always been no, on the fringes. Fair. That's no, fair. I think it's um, fine. And I think given Liverpool's thin midfield, he might have uh, more opportunities. I think he's an absolute baller. Like, yeah, he's I mean, he's player. really good. And he's got the right attitude to be a top player as well. Like, the type of player who's gone into a team that's like winning the league. He's only very young. And he demands the ball. Yeah. He, he'll try things, little flicks and turns in the corner and stuff, but he does them in the right areas. And I just, I'd really like to see him kind of have the type of season that puts him in an England conversation towards the, yeah, you know, no, towards the middle of the season. That. The other person I wrote down was um, Brian Gill. From Spurs. Spurs. He's only 20. He's apparently, by all accounts, been very good in La Liga, very direct. Yeah. Likes to travel with the ball. Is it Gill or Gill? It'll be it'll be Brian Hill. Brian Hill, like Carlos Hill. Like Carlos Hill. He was a player I enjoyed as well. Related? But I don't know, mate. Possibly. Possibly. You never know. He's playing in MLS now. Is. Oh, is he? Yeah, I saw oh, him the other day and I was like, there's Carlos Hill. He's not playing for Phil, though, is he? Phil, Phil and Hill. Uh, <laughs> Phil, Hill, Phil, Hill, Phil, Hill. <laughs> Can't go anywhere with these two, can you? <laughs> um, but yeah, just, you know, one of those players where, like, when that person comes to the league and all the journalists who are, like, say, based in Spain but they're English or based in England but the Spanish are going, he's really exciting, this lad. Like, he's yeah. really good. And there was a funny stat I saw where he was the, mo- the player with the most dribbles behind Messi, most completed dribbles behind Messi. Say Messi's were like, I don't even know what the number was. Say the, the number was like a thousand completed dribbles or something. Is like 433. <laughs> it was just absolutely ridiculous. Do you think if Kane stays with underestimated space, could Santo just be like, possibly? They've got, I, I, got I, really good team. They bought a good centre half, haven't they? I, I, I rate them as a, I rate him as a, as a manager. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that there was one thing I saw that they were. He's, uh, the, the, they were trying to get rid of him and Dombele. It just made me sad. It was such a fun footballer to watch. He just rolls people all over the gap in any position on the field. Um, I just think with the whole Harry Kane thing, it's going to be really difficult for them to get around. I'd like to see Deli Ali be involved more this year just because yeah. he's such a nice footballer. Um, but maybe we might have underestimated them, but I just don't think Do they've, you, they've got enough to, to, to break that, that so top you know, four. You know what on breakout players obviously mm-hmm. like you get a you get teams who are like kind of bought into like you you've coming through like yeah. so like united after uh alanga yeah yeah uh, he, he looks like he could be all right Amit then, Diallo. yeah so there's a few in there they're gonna let him go out on loan apparently though aren't they L- leeds have got a couple well i i don't know I yeah leeds leeds bought have... that lad from barcelona uh, left back yeah 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 he's supposed to be good junior fair amari yeah. miller Joe Gellart. I don't know whether they'll come through this season, but they're definitely talking about. Adam Forshaw is coming back as well. Is he? Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to Jack Clark? Remember he went to Tottenham? At Spurs, is he yeah. still at Tottenham? Still at Spurs, not fitting a game. Do you, can you class Willock at Newcastle as a breakout or was last year the breakout? I mean, he scored seven in seven Premier League games in a row, yeah. so probably not. But... He's like, it'd be good to, see, good to see him nail down. It's where it's in. One of you has mentioned Harry Wilson, the fact that he's got a permanent move yeah. somewhere. I think the same thing applies to Willock yeah, in, yeah. in a way that he's always been one of those players who's been around. You know, sometimes being important in a squad, yeah, makes a huge difference. And I they think. love him at Newcastle as well. Yeah. I and, I said something quite cynical the other day though. Newcastle have bought him because they can sell him on. Well, yeah, but I don't yeah, think I that's, don't that's think necessarily bad. No, I'm not saying thing. it's a bad thing, but that's why they bought. Especially if he gets them. Like, I mean, a lot of money to buy him for, though. 20 million quid. And they'll get, they'll get, they'll get, 
fucking 30 Second, back at 25 least. in the end. Was it 25? But I just looking in the game, he spent all that money on Joe Linton and not sure how much Bruce knew about it. And like, he probably hasn't scored eight goals for Newcastle. No, and, no, he hasn't. And Willock came and scored eight in 14. I'm looking at that going, Arsenal looking at Odegaard. They're looking at Madison. It's weird, isn't it? Like, you've got, you, I know. you've got him there. Sat there for you, I know. And he's 21, he's just scored seven. He's just broke Premier League record. Like, that's the most Arsenal thing ever. It's well, weird, isn't I mean, it? Especially it's when Saka and Smith crazy. Rowe have been your two best players. Yeah, I know. Just stick him in. It just, it just, I just don't get it. I generally don't get it. But they're kind of caught between like where they want to be and they're kind of gonna go down the Everton road of having too many players that they, they can't get rid of. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they look which Everton are definitely in now because they can't sign anyone of any great notes and yeah. spend loads of money. They're, they're, well, they're not, and and obviously they've hired Benitez to sort the mess out. It was interesting you mentioned Everton because I had written down one of the things I was was wondering. How do we, we we touched on it last year, didn't we? And we, we touched on it at the end of the season as well about Everton. How do we think Everton are going to do that? I think they're the most, to a degree, one of the most interesting clubs in the division because you're just like, there, I've got, it could, it could go so many different ways, couldn't it? I think, they, I mean, I'm saying all this, I think they'll come 10th and have a cup run. But then that's about it. Could yeah, be. probably something. Do you know what? But in another universe, though, in the league, I, I genuinely, honestly, Crikey, what universe is that? You, you couldn't, you couldn't. I couldn't tell you what they'll do. They could do anything. I would like to have a word with your special. It's a faraway universe, <laughs> um, but they, honestly, they, they, they could do anything. Couldn't I, they? I really they, want. They're so poor at times, though. Benitez to do well. Yeah, so do I. But it won't take much of it going wrong till it's a shit show and that's what concerns me. Do you know what like, I'm really I, looking forward to? I feel to. like we're already leaning towards that anyway. I'm really looking yeah. forward to um, the tweets that we'll have. Everton fans will be fuming about Benitez and then people will put his actual win percentage up against Ancelotti's and it'll be better than it or like the amount of points they had at this point Basically of the season. Basically what Bruce at Newcastle is now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sort of thing. Or like what people were saying, so like people were like, Going, Everton fans were going massive in on Ancelotti, and he hadn't actually won like that many more games than you know. Allardyce um, than Allardyce, he got less points than Allardyce, and he was didn't have that many more than Marco Silva, and you know things the like that. Thing, the perception of it is is rather than reality. The bad I think. mistake Benitez has made so far is that Being he's just Benitez. shunned. Apart from that, just shunned James and said you're not involved. You're not part of the team. Is, which, is that weird? No, I get it from a financial point of view because he's on such a big wage, but. He's a bit of a cult icon. He's very well liked there, and I think the concern there is that if they don't do well, they'll be like, "But you've got Rodriguez there, and you've shot him to one he's side." Played like, him. He started him in the last few preseason friendlies. Well, I know it doesn't mean enormous him. Maybe, amount, maybe it's just sort of trying to talk up his transfer to get someone to buy it, and then he'll just play him. Sometimes you see that, don't you? Where once, once the window shuts, you go, "I've got him now. I'll use him." I just find but, it. I just find it weird because you think, "Who's who's going to buy him to make it worth selling?" I him? think they give him away. Just, just to get, get rid the of the wages. Off. He's on six mil a year, I think. So if that helps you bring, yeah, someone in. true. I just, I just think Although, you've got a player of that quality. Can you not make it work? But they're just, they're just a bit of a mess. They've had players, they've had players of very good quality for like the last three or four years now, and they haven't done anything with it. They're and they've got, they've the still, market. they've still got players hung over from years ago from Cummins, like Rain. Like they haven't got rid of them, and mm. now they're in real trouble of like FFP, which seems to only apply to. Teams you are in the Champions League and whatever else. Well, it's, a, that, it's, it's, it's a different story. It's, but the, it's the turnover, isn't it? Obviously, yeah, if you're in the Champions yeah. League, you've got much bigger yeah. turnover. And Everton Stadium, apparently, is yeah. the echo of that. Because they've broke ground now and they need like half a billion pounds or whatever for that. They've got it. Like but, Arsenal, when they built theirs, you've got to be sensible. For they're just yeah. so all over the place. That I honestly, yeah, like, but, I feel sorry. I do feel sorry for some of the fans because 
like if I wouldn't want my rival teams, one of their best managers to come in is and, there, and manage is, them. You know what I mean? There like legitimately a chance of them being involved in a relegation fight this no, year? No, no, they'll just stay like eleventh no. or something. They've got too much quality. You can see a turn in early though, can't you? In Goodison, I can see a turn in really but early. The thing is with Benitez. He's, I really he's, like Benitez. He's one of them who doesn't lose his cause in like if they drop to 17th after 10 games, you could see them like going unbeaten in 10 and the 9th and the Yeah, five. that's fair. That, that's like his I'll, get, I'll give you the other side of this. Benitez hasn't done much for a while. I know that the Newcastle mm. stuff and, and whenever he stayed and that was brilliant and he got them back up with the, one of the best squads in the championship. Fantastic. Outside, outside of that, I don't think he's done wasn't that quite, long before quite a lot. he won the UEFA Cup with Chelsea. As, a, as an interim manager, I, I, I get it, I get it. it yeah, though, no, I, I get it. Fantastic. That was about eight years ago. It was about 2014, it? I think. It was a while ago, because he was at Napoli and he didn't have a great time at Napoli. No one has a great he time at Real Madrid, really. Chelsea, Napoli, Madrid, Newcastle, didn't he, or something? But he wasn't he was in China, wasn't he? I just worried that he's not going to be the... He's, I don't think he's going to be this, this man who's going to come in and solve everything. Oh, no. But I don't think Everton are, oh, are yeah. looking for that. They're just looking for a big name, so... Yeah, it's it's it remains to be seen really with 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 the F. But yeah, as you say, it's it's you know I you can see you can you you know it wouldn't surprise me if we're sat here in like December and they're like sixth and that the they've turned into a really good units that he's you know he's got them working at it. Or it equally wouldn't surprise me if we're sat here in December and they're seventeenth and they've won two games all year. Know, and it's just you know it's so hard to like, predict this I'm season. Look at it, and I think they it wasn't. The, the signings have made are quite sensible for once and while they mm. want better players in that and they've got areas they need a right back they need another striker they need a winger like considering they've had no money I don't think Townsend and Gray would, would, would do that bad I think they're quite smart I think Damari Gray could be a really nice little signing 25 years old if you can get the best out of him get him what, 1.7 million or something yeah you and you look at it and you go that's better than spending 30 million on a Wobie <laughs> It, it genuinely is so and, bad that you know like wasn't it like Townsend's 40? probably like a better 40? Premier League player than than Bernard so I think Bernard's gone now hasn't he yeah yeah that's what I mean like for like well I'd rather have Townsend than Iwobi put it that way yeah I'd rather have Townsend than Bernard as well so mm. they're not they haven't improved greatly they haven't done what Leicester have done and gone signed direct sort of replacements of players or anything but I don't know Benitez seems alright when he's got his back against the wall yeah that's fair, and they do. You know, as I say, it remains to be seen. But I just thought it was worth kind of having a little, uh, a little nose. Out. Yeah, I think it might be worth talking about West Ham. We haven't mentioned West Ham as well. No, again, I, see the thing is, Moyes we're... said famously, like, well, quite well known last year that they hadn't scratched the surface. I quite like them as a side. No, I, I yeah. do, and they had a really good season last year. Um, my concern for West Ham is that for a club like that, where last year they were legitimately at one point. Champions League in the Champions League conversation and then it was like okay we're not in the Champions League conversation we're now in the Europa League conversation and then by the end of the season it's like okay that was a really good season that that was a, that was progress but the like I was saying with Villa before the players that Villa have brought in does it like how much how much higher league does that get you and I feel like with, I, I, I feel think, like I feel like with West Ham I think they surely I, go for the same again well but, I think that's good but see I think to get the same again they have to have another absolutely unbelievable season. 
Wasn't it the, the highest points tally they'd ever got in the Premier League to get where they got to? And what did they finish seventh last year? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking it because they were brilliant and they were really exciting to watch by the end. I think Moyes gets a bad rep for his for how his team set up because I think they can actually because they're very industrious. Well, they played with a lot of pace and yeah, power that's what I mean. last year. Yeah. Finished, nice. sixth, finished sixth in the end. Sixth. Yeah, I think two points off Champions League. You'd have to think in order to better that is going to be very difficult to do. And what I'm worried about with West Ham, because in a similar way with Everton, and, and this is, a lot of this is because I really like Moyes, is that I'm worried because it, if they finish 8th or ninth, is that a good season or is that a bad season? They're in that weird sort of zone now where you're like, what where, what's the next thing we need to do? Because with the best will in the world, as good as they were last year, can you see them going, you know, Overtaken that top four but, and getting but to Champions from, because that's surely theoretically. No, I think from where they were, what you would be looking at. I'm not saying that it's that, that, that it's a bad season if they don't get a Champions League place. But what I'm saying is like, what's the aim? Is it going to get a, a trophy? Can you go and get no, a cup? No, I, I think for, I think if they finished eighth or ninth, I think it'd be completely fine. I think from where they were when Moyes took over, they were in in dire straits again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's only what two maybe two seasons on from that. So I, I think I think finishing eighth or ninth is, is fine and, and obviously in the Europa League or whatever league they're in. I just it's not that conference league is it? I don't no know. Spares but, it in that. Yeah, I, I, I think they'll, you know, have a little run in that and I, I think that'll be good for them. I, I just it's I just hope they, I hope they, they take it seriously and do something in it because I think mm, that can give I you think, a bit of I sorting. think the biggest thing for West Ham this season is that there's actual expectation to go and do something now because no one I, I tipped Moyes in our show last year to mm. be the first manager to go because had a horrendous start and I thought they'd battle relegation yeah. well I thought they'd be that sort of 12th to 16th where you, yeah. you're always looking over your shoulder but you're yeah. safe um, the Brighton zone and now they've just out of nowhere nearly got Champions League they even lost the record signing in January and didn't replace him brought Wingard in smart bit of business obviously haven't signed him permanently kept all the deck on rice which is good Yeah, trying that, to do a few little bits here and there brought the keeper in from Fulham but that's a good PSG. signing um, but will you throw Fabianski who's been good for them I'd, do you know what Moyes is actually quite good at working with not much I yeah. think that was the strength for Everton but I'm like you Dan I'm happy to see him doing well because he just seemed like one of the managers that were like oh he was really good and he just doesn't seem to get anything right anymore but he's another one who just needed needed a bit of love and to be trusted and just given like two three years yeah yeah I think they'll they'll be top thing is though when you say top 10 you've got I know the, this is what I mean you've got Spurs and you've got Arsenal who were sort of talking about being anywhere between ninth and 5th then you've got Leicester and West Ham we were talking about then you've got Villa we were putting a conversation we haven't talked about Leeds then you've got your standard top 4 then you've got Everton you've got to say Wolves. that you're going to say that at least at least 10 clubs are going to have seasons and are happy with that I'd say but this is this is the thing and, 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 and it's sort of a little bit of a dull way to kind of sort of finish the, the episode. I mean, we started the episode saying, are we excited? I'm going to finish it on a, you know, a bit of a dour note. But, and it's something I think I've spoken to both of you about before. We may have done it on the podcast, but I think there is an element with the Premier League and I think it it, it may seep into the, the championship in a way. I think we touched on how much further ahead some of those top clubs seem to some of the rest of them in the championship. But certainly in the Premier League, it, it's very advanced with that. The, those top four clubs... You know, you, you, the two Manchester clubs, um, Liverpool and Chelsea, those four are so out of reach for even clubs the size of Aston Villa, West Ham, Everton, Leicester, um, 
Wolves seem to have stalled a little bit in the last couple of seasons, but you know, I'll chuck them in there for the for the purpose of this. Leeds as well. And you think Leeds had a really, really good season last season. Really good. They were fucking miles off those clubs. Miles off them. West Ham had had a brilliant season. They they got they got pretty close in fairness to them. Um Wolves have been really good for some seasons. In theory, really, they're so far off them. The, 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 the lengths that they'd have to go to get near... You look at how good Leicester have been, and even they can't get in there. And I think... I just I just think it... And this is not a new thing by any stretch of the imagination, but there is an element of a kind of... Sort of... It, it becomes like an existential crisis, because you're a bit like... In a way, I'd be like... For some of them clubs, I'd rather we were in a relegation battle, because at least there's something on the games... Because for so much of this, we're just we're so petrified of getting relegated because of the amount of money it's going to cost us, and we don't want to not be a Premier League club, and these players don't want to be not be Premier League players. That you're there going, ah, oh, we're just buzzing to finish twelfth, and you're like, is this is this all we're turning up for every year to finish fucking twelfth? And and like we've said that on other episodes, this is partly why I'm glad that we're lower league football fans because there's always an up and a down, there's always something to look for, but. That is, I just think it's it's, and 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 then so when you talk about West Ham, that's the thing for me is that I feel like if they come eighth, ninth, tenth, given as Ryan said, they're the quality of the teams that are in there, and the quality of some of the players, it's not a bad season, but you you can see why they start to get frustrated and pissed off, and the same thing for Everton fans is like, you finish in the top ten of the Premier League every year, which is a in in the in a in a way. A, a really big achievement given the size of some of the clubs and the money that they're spending in there but you're like what's the point like, <laughs> why is the point of this because we can never we can never get to that level it's not attainable unless Roman Abramovich sells up and buys us instead it's not attainable unless Elon Musk decides to get involved in football it's not attainable and we don't want to be down the bottom of the league. We're not taking the cup competition seriously because we're so frightened of players getting injured and getting relegated. And if we get in Europe, we're not going to take that seriously either because we're so frightened of players getting injured and not having them for the weekend. So I just, it, it, that's the, the big thing that kind of, that I always find with the Premier League that you got loads of those big teams and they're in the middle of it. And then you get to like the sort of five or six games to go at the end of the season and you sat like ninth. You're not going down. You can't make your there's loads of them games where you're like, what, why are we even here? What is the point of this? I know that's a little bit dour. It's quite dour. Yeah, very dour, Danny, yeah. But I, I, just, I think I think you've got a lot of teams who, who, who certainly the fans would say, as long as there's progression, um, you're all right. I mean, Crystal Palace have just got rid of, or say got rid of, obviously Roy Hodgson left and Patrick Vieira's come in. And I, I kind of get the feeling that they're all very quite excited to, to, to see the mm-hmm. next chapter. So, And they're not probably going to, Gonna, I mean, I wouldn't really put them in the top half straight away, but yeah, but see, for I, Palace, I wouldn't, I wouldn't survival, do anything like that. Survival yeah. for them is is a good thing. Same, absolutely, same almost for like for like Brighton. I mean, Stoke, I think, fell foul of it. They got, yeah. got out of the no, point where yeah, survival to, was a thing, and they tried to go to that yeah. next level. Tried to change, didn't and they? it's basically impossible. Stoke tried to change the football to become more attractive, which didn't help. Um, you know, bringing Mark Hughes in will never do that. Um, but all I all I'd say. Is that the clubs that we mentioned there, and the ones that are the you know serial offenders? I I call them Everton, Arsenal, Newcastle. Tottenham, Newcastle as well. But we know Newcastle's problems are, are completely at the completely at the owners' okay. feet. But what I'd say about those three, Danny, is that none of them have got a forward-thinking plan. None of them have got any structure at the moment, and and they're all very topsy-turvy. 
But Whereas think, you look at Leicester and there's there's plan, there's a straightforward thinking plan. But I almost think, and that's why they're getting close. Yeah, and, and I get that they're getting close and not getting there. But I think that's good, and I, yeah, I, I no, think no, that's no. fine. As I say, I, I'm not disputing that. But I wonder if part of the reason why those clubs have got topsy turvy plans and the reason why they are all over the place is because oh, they get complacent. It's so hard to do the next oh, bit. No, I think they get that, complacent. That, that it's that it's that you just almost like we got you know. It's just throwing off shit at the wall and hope that something sticks because it's it's Leicester are almost a unique case in a way because they're they're you know then compared to some of those clubs they're not a big club like like an Everton or a Newcastle or a Villa are in terms of the history and the size of it and and, and the kind of international appeal that you know you think about it, Leicester Leicester well, so Spurs, regular Premier League team no, until no, five Spurs, years ago Spurs took a long time to get there as well. Yeah, well, Spurs took a very long time to get there. They did, and you think, it, 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 and then they threw it. I feel like they've thrown it away a little bit, but yeah, they, they, they've kind of gone into a bit of a. But melt, it is possible. It, it, it is. It, it is possible. It takes a long. I, I'd say it takes a long time, but it yeah. is. It is possible. So it's not all completely dour, but I do agree with the the wider points. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, look, it is very very unpredictable at times. I'd say that's top four, though. When you look at it on paper, you can't really take your eyes away from it, can you? But yeah, and that but, but part of it becomes like the older seasons just tend to blend into one in some regards, in in a way. Well, not um, when Pats and is gonna smash goals in. I remember this one. Well, that's it. I mean, we're all just waiting for a boy Jackie Grealish to do his thing, <laughs> aren't we? Um, chaps, and that's probably time for us to to wrap up. We've done a bit of dour chat at the end there, just for the uh, the clinger honors who've who's stuck with us throughout. <laughs> uh, you know, they've been rewarded with some depressing chat right right at the very end but you know we aim to please so to speak um chaps thank you very much for, for joining us and, and thank you to you the listener for for joining us we've got a little bit of a sort of new schedule that we'll be working from um for the sort of foreseeable we obviously used to do regular interviews every monday and sometimes every friday as well and um, we're going to be moving to a schedule where every friday morning we're going to be dropping you an episode where the three of us will be discussing all the big stories from football that week and also the stuff that's coming up over the weekend we'll be keeping an eye on all things mental health masculinity as well and having discussions around those type of subjects as we always have done every monday we'll be dropping an interview from our archive and then we'll also be bringing you new interviews on around the sort of monthly basis as well that we've been doing over the last year or so so keep your eyes on our feed for all of that if you do want to get in touch with us, give us any feedback or ask us any questions or suggest any guests, which we've had people do in the past as well, you can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at marking underscore man. And uh, yeah, don't forget to use the hashtag where's the talking lads. So thank you very much for listening. Enjoy the football tonight, even though I've told you it's probably going to be pretty grim by the end of it. And you're going, what the fucking hell's the point of all this? But you know, enjoy it all the same. And uh, yeah, we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening. And then I'm going to play the I have to, to talk about facts because I think it's important. I think that they are, they are nervous because we are at the top of the table. So I want to be clear that they, I don't want to play mind games too early. I think that they want to start. So I was taking some facts and then it will be easy to talk about this. You can run, you can hide, you can run, you can hide, you can hide.